This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by ExpressVPN and by Upstart. Let's talk about art. Mm. The last time we checked in on the art world, people were paying tens of millions of dollars for digital certificates that say that the buyer owns a JPEG file that is freely available on the internet for anyone, regardless of ownership, to look at. Look, let's uh, be fair, they were also .mov, .mp4, GIFs, and... There were a lot of file types, but the, the, the principle they remained. They moved! They were very pretty. And yeah, that the NFT market is still going strong. Uh, the hype around it has definitely died down a bit over the last couple months, but uh, the debate around it has also died down a bit. Though we, it still does basically break down to one side saying that NFTs are the future of art, and the other side saying that uh, NFTs are terrible for the environment, and also you basically technically own nothing. Yeah, uh, we are not going to rehash any of that today, but the aspect of NFTs where you're essentially not actually buying anything aside from bragging rights, it seems to have crossed over into the wider world of fine art. Last month, Italian artist Salvatore Garau sold a sculpture titled I Am to a private collector for 15,000 euros, or roughly $18,000, which, compared to some of the prices you see art going for at auctions, might not seem like a lot of money, but what sets this sculpture apart is that it's invisible. And no, Salvatore Garo uh, did not achieve some sort of scientific breakthrough here. It's literally a non-existent sculpture. Someone paid $18,000 for literally nothing. But it's his nothing. This is like You can't have it. The Emperor's new clothes. It, yes. The yes. finest tailor in all of the land. <laughs> Sir, these clothes look wonderful. They look so good on you. Everyone's going to love them. Uh, I will take debit credit or uh, mm. cash if you have it. Uh, let's read from Artnet. Last month, the 67-year-old artist Salvatore Garau sold an immaterial sculpture, which is to say that it doesn't exist. To be fair, the artist might disagree on conceptual grounds. For Garau, the artwork, titled Il Sono, which translates to I Am, finds form in its own nothingness. Quote, The vacuum is nothing more than a space full of energy, and even if we empty it and there is nothing left, according to the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, that nothing has a weight he told the Spanish news outlet Diario AS. Therefore, it has energy that is condensed and transformed into particles, that is, into us. Iosono went up for sale in May at the Italian auction house Artright. Uh, the pre-sale estimated value of the piece was between 6,000 to 9,000 euros, according to uh, AS, but competing bidders pushed the price tag to 15,000 euros. The surprises didn't happen at Art Basel. Where they tape that banana to the wall. That's art, baby. But this, the idea? Hmm. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's, it's about the idea. Yeah. And look, if we go over to that auction house's website, the listing is still up. Its description reads, Intangible sculpture to be placed in a private residence in a place free of encumbrances. Variable dimensions, 150 by 150 centimeters circa. Work accompanied by a certificate of authenticity issued by the artist. Now... Most hilariously, there is an image attached to the, uh, the listing, but it's just a blank white rectangle. Again, this sold for $18,000. So, look, this guy's a genius. Yeah, I mean, you can call this stupid, but who's the stupid one? The guy selling it or the guy buying it? I don't know. Art is confusing. Again, that's... Th this guy apparently owns the idea of this hypothetical artwork. And he owns what I think might be the only non-existent artwork in the world. Very rare. Yeah. Yeah. You go over to his house, it's like, there it is. Where is it? It's right over there in that corner. There's nothing else over there. Ah, beautiful. It's I love free it. of encumbrances, uh, as you can see. I wouldn't want to look like a moron, so yeah. I'm going to tell him how beautiful this artwork mm, is. Yeah. What was the, like, the military project or whatever where they made that 
ship disappear in Philadelphia. The Philadelphia Project, right? <laughs> yeah. This is just like that. It's Yeah. We have, by the way, don't worry about the shipping charges on this piece of artwork. We are going to send the artwork directly from the auction house it to, you. to your residence or wherever you want. And it's going to take seven to ten days. Yeah. But it'll show up. Yeah. And you'll know. You'll, you'll know. feel its presence. You will know when the invisible artwork is in your When presence. you feel its presence, that's when it's there. When it means something <laughs> to you. Just like the Lord. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, here's some more from Artnet. The lucky buyer went home with a certificate of authenticity and a set of instructions. The work, per Garau, must be exhibited in a private house in a roughly 5 by 5 foot space free of obstruction. Mm. Quote, when I decide to exhibit an immaterial sculpture in a given space, that space will concentrate a certain amount and density of thoughts at a precise point, creating a sculpture that, from my title, will only take the most varied forms, the artist went on. If you thought that was artsy claptrap, he goes on to draw a rather lofty comparison to the work. After all, don't we shape a god we've never seen, he added. I... I would man's love, a genius. Well, yes, first of all, yes. Uh, also, <laughs> I would love to see whoever bought this trying to get it insured by their like home insurance, or like acting. What would be great is if like you have kids or something. Kids got a sippy cup, backs into the air. Oh no! Oh, go, what have you done? <laughs> You've ruined it. Oh my god, it's terrible. My priceless sculpture. Actually, even crazier. It spills the juice. The juice goes on it. Whoa! Actually, appears. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Like the Invisible Man, just throw some paint on him. <laughs> I, I just want to hear the conversation between the insurance salesman and the person insuring this for, with, with their homeowner's insurance. Like, no, you don't understand. This is it's a valuable piece of art. This area of the house if anything were to happen is to worth 15,000 euros. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great, though, because he doesn't have to do any of that. In fact, he can anywhere he goes. It's like, not only did I buy it, it's right here right now. I'm pulling it. With I'm, I've got it with me. I want to know how the shipping works. There's no shipping. Mm. Now, if you were wondering if Salvatore Garo is has further plans to exploit what's essentially the art world version of an infinity, <laughs> infinite money hack, <laughs> well, uh, he's got a few other pieces that are similar in that they do not exist. A few months back, he also exhibited a piece called Buddha in Contemplation on the streets of Milan, which was just a piece of the street marked off with white tape to indicate where the non-existent sculpture was. More recently, he installed a work called Aphrodite Cries in front of the New York Stock Exchange, which mixed things up by using a white circle on the ground instead of a square and featuring a drop of some sort of red liquid in the center. Uh, with the hype his latest sale has garnered, there are these pieces. They're going to go for a lot more, and we can expect to see a lot more of them. Yeah, around. yeah. I, I just love that they're bringing this NFT logic into the fine art world. Yeah. It's great. This is even like this is so far even worse than that. <laughs> but I would love to see like like the big the actual art here would be if he hired like actors to accidentally bump into the art or something like yeah. like mimes. You get a bunch of mimes involved and it hand delivered. They hand deliver it. Yeah. Then you've got a whole performance. Oh! <laughs> They're walking a big giant pane of glass in between trying cars. To, trying to fit it through a doorway like a couch. It's very complicated. Sir, you actually have to take this doorway out because we can't yeah. fit it through the door. So now you're doing reno. Yeah. 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 I mean, they could really take this to that, a logical conclusion. Look, maybe I missed my calling. Maybe I should be in the invisible art world. I yeah. got a lot of ideas here. It's the hottest new genre of fine art. Invisible yeah. no art. No FTs. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, still, the real money does seem to be in non-invisible art and collectibles. Uh, if hearing about NFTs selling for tens of millions of dollars and non-existent sculptures selling for tens of thousands of dollars makes you think that uh, perhaps some people in this world simply have too much money 
and we should tax them. Mm -hmm. Well, imagine paying $100,000 for a chicken nugget. Mm, must be a good chicken and, nugget. Well, specifically, this is a single McDonald's chicken McNugget, originally purchased as part of the limited-time BTS meal. But still, what sets this McNugget apart is that it uh, vaguely resembles an Among Us character. That's what I was going to ask. What shape is it? $100,000. It looks like the Among Us. Yeah. Uh, just look at that $100,000 McNugget. Now, it certainly does resemble an Among Us character, though a lot of things do, because Among Us characters are very geometrically simple. A little blob. Yeah. Turn this McNugget 90 degrees, and you got a T-Rex. It's like a cloud. <laughs> it's up to interpretation. Turn it another 90 degrees, you got Arthur. Now, what's odd about this, though, is that at least as of a few years ago, all of McDonald's McNuggets came in just four specific shapes. So how did this McNugget get those little stubby legs? I mean, we, we may never know. Yeah. I think it, you can vary it a little bit with the crusty uh, part on top. I mean, that's I, that has to have been what happened unless a McDonald's employee at the place like went in and cut a little hole where the legs should be. But yeah, otherwise it would just have to be breading that got a little I can't wait on. for the inevitable HBO documentary about this one. Yeah. Yeah. McThousands. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, that, the same thing happens with Cheetos, though. Have you seen, like, rare Cheetos online? <laughs> yeah. 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 This, is what, this uh, Cheeto uh, is shaped like a stick. $10,000. This is my fine art. Look, the, the Zoomers are going to need some kind of crazy art, and maybe it is finding, finding or interpreting things that uh, aren't really there. Yeah. And believing in them. The Cheetos. It's the new religion. McNuggets. They're the new Rorschach test. No need for ink blots and paper. Just show me a Cheeto and I'll tell you who it uh, makes me picture naked. That McNugget is sus. <laughs> Clinically insane. <laughs> anyway, another big question. Who the hell would pay that much money? $100,000 for a McNugget. K-pop stands. Uh, maybe. Mm. K-pop among us. McDonald's. The bit, it's the crossover that really gets it right. Um, but yeah, again, we might never know. All we know is that even before the official Among Us Twitter account tweeted about the eBay listing, it was already going for more than $34,000. So somehow in a matter of days after that, the price tripled. And uh, it's all very ridiculous. But hey, look, the lucky buyer isn't just getting a McNugget. They're getting a little bit more, getting something very rare from the eBay listing. Xbox's Twitter replied to the official Among Us Twitter that had posted about it and mentioned that it had better come with Szechuan sauce if it sells for this <laughs> price. Joke's on them. I have Szechuan, and at buyer's request, we'll ship some with the nugget. Whatever. Look, everyone laughed at the NFT buyers. Now who's laughing? Yeah, they're out laughing on their yachts in international <laughs> waters. No rules. Uh, by the way, the, the, the value of NFTs continues to just plummet, as anyone could have expected. Yeah, yeah, you're getting a lot of people uh, using a lot of energy minting these tokens, uh, and the, they are essentially just never going to... Well, yeah, and money. now, like, literally every major brand and company is pumping out an NFT. Yeah. And apparently they're doing it in ways that are less detrimental to the environment. Yeah. We've talked about it before. The uh, It's like the proof, proof of, of stake. Yeah, versus whatever. Uh, but... Like I said, this year is going to be the year of the NFT. These aren't going away. It's just they're going to settle down and be some kind of, like, digital collectible that I mean, isn't... At this point, I feel like it's just the same small group of people buying and selling shit from each other. Like, the money is not leaving this tight circle of NFT heads. They banned me from Target for brandishing a firearm trying to pick up football cards, and I'll be goddamned if I'm going to miss out on another financial opportunity. Mm -hmm. So NFTs it was. 
Some ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Uh, anyways, moving on uh, to some animal news. Uh, in our previous episode of Weekly Weird News, we talked about a recent poll showing that uh, an alarmingly high number of very stupid people think that they could beat a variety of dangerous wild animals in hand-to-hand combat. And it just so happens that we now have two stories for you that may change how you feel about your chances against some of these animals. Now, first off, you'll recall that 30% of people apparently believe they could beat an eagle in a fight. And to be fair, the category of eagles has a lot of variables in it. There's lots of different eagle species, some scarier than others. But all of them are probably a lot bigger and a lot more dangerous than a lot of people realize. Yes. It's a big fucking bird. Uh, for example, one person that learned this the hard way, a farmer in Idaho named Rocky Matthews has been dealing with an absolute bloodbath on his farm for the last few months. Uh, since April, 54 of his sheep have turned up dead with puncture wounds that made the farmer think that someone had been shooting them with a pellet gun or something. But then he eventually saw what was happening. A bald eagle was attacking his flock and just slaughtering sheep, seemingly just for fun, for kicks. Yeah, which is kind of cool because Thrill uh, kills. bald eagles are typically just like scavengers, right? They, they, they do have a bad habit of stealing uh, fish from other more resourceful, harder working birds, yeah. as like, which is the perfect metaphor for yes. this country that it represents. Well, I'm glad that he figured it out himself instead of just saying it was aliens. Yeah, I mean, I would if if I was a sheep farmer, my sheep were just dropping dead all the time with like puncture wounds. I'd feel like I was going a little crazy. There's tremors out here. Yeah, you watch out. Anyways, from from the local news outlet MagicValley.com, a large eagle nest has existed on its property for more than 20 years, but the birds have never affected his farming operations. Currently, the nest is home to two adults and at least two babies. Quote. They've never crossed paths till this year, he said. Since the first death, Matthews has lost an estimated $7,500 in revenue from 54 dead lambs. Quote, the damage under the hide is a hundredfold from what you see on the exterior, Matthews said. In one day, Matthews lost seven lambs. I truly think he was just honing his skills because you don't kill seven of them out of need, he said of the eagle. Yeah. Idaho Department of Fish and Game Regional Wildlife Biologist Lynn Snotty said eagles strike from above and use their talons to grab the animals. In the process, they can sever internal arteries and wait for the animal to bleed out. Fucking horrible. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> just swooping down and like slitting these guys' throats. That's the thing is like you think about someone trying to fight an eagle. The, the eagle's not going to come at you like... No, it's going to fucking dive bomb you. It's not going to square up. It's going to fucking dive bomb you, slit your throat, and fly away till you yeah. die. Yeah. You got no chance. Anyway, as for why this previously uh, peaceful coexistence between the eagles and the sheep on this farm has come to such a sudden and violent end, uh, one theory is that the water in the nearby lake took a little longer than usual to warm up this year, which meant fewer fish were available for the eagles to prey upon. So that might be it. But still, it doesn't sound like they're eating these sheep. They're just killing them. For, for the sport. For the sport. Yeah. And uh, you might be thinking, why not just shoot the eagles? Well, buddy, you can't. They're beautiful. They're a beautiful, <laughs> protected species. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you just can't do that. You're going to have to figure out something else. Uh, this guy, Matthews, he could apply for a special permit that would allow him to use a variety of non-lethal measures to harass the eagles. But that permit takes up to two months to process. And uh, that was too long for Matthews. He, he said in this article, in 45 days, I'll be out of sheep. So what do you do? Well, from the article, plan A was to move all the livestock closer to his barn, which worked for a few days until the eagles killed again. <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> they killed again. Where do you put those? I'm going to kill three today just because he's being an oh, asshole. Oh, you're being smart, Mr. Farmer. Yeah. 
He moved the younger lambs to a different pasture, but the eagles then went after older sheep on his property. The dead animals ranged from 12 to 80 pounds. Matthews and his wife, Becca, filled out the paperwork, and if approved, they will get paid 75% of the market value of the livestock. Quote, in our mind, doing the right thing is just trying to wait it out, he said. Compensation for his losses could come from the USDA Farm Service Agency Livestock Indemnity Program. This program pays farmers for livestock deaths that exceed normal mortality and are caused by adverse weather or attacks from animals reintroduced into the wild by the federal government. Although the eagles have cost him money, Matthew says they are cool birds who don't know any better. So, look. They kill. He seems pretty... He's like, look, it sucks that my, my flock is just getting dec- decimated by, by this murderous Gruesome. Eagle. But not a lot of people can say they've seen that. And tr- trust me. It's fucking wild to watch. Like, it's sad hearing my sheep screaming in pain as they die. They had names. As they bleed out. I had them give, I gave them names. But they're like my children. Not a lot of people have seen a bald eagle hunt and murder animals that are like 10 times larger than it and do it with ease and do it purely for the thrill of it. And I have. Get a bucket of Tannerite, put some sheep's wool on it. (laughs) Do it the American way. Oh my God. (laughs) It's a girl. (laughs) Boom. Anyway, uh, that story might make you a little more wary of your chances against a bald eagle in a fight. But on the other hand, this next story might make you reconsider whether bears are really as dangerous as everyone says they are. Just to clarify, bears definitely are as dangerous as everyone says they are. You should not fuck with bears. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that humans don't get lucky every once in a while. And also, we should point out that in that YouGov poll, the 6% of people, they said they could beat specifically a grizzly bear in a fight. And this next story is about black bears, which are still dangerous, but way less so than grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, with that out of the way, let's hand things over to our local LA CBS affiliate. A Bradbury teenager fought up a bear to protect her dog. Video shows a mother bear and her two cubs. The dogs start barking and it looks like they could be in trouble until the 17 year old comes flying in, pushes the bear off the ledge, buys enough time to grab the dogs and run back to the house. The teen gave an update later saying she sprained her finger and knee, but everyone is totally fine. Bears are pretty common in Bradbury, which sits in the foothills of the San Gabriel Mountains. Katie Johnston for CBSN Los Angeles. So this is crazy too because the the, the rhyme is uh, uh, brown lay down, black fight back. That's like the survival rhyme. Yeah. But this is a black bear that's brown. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The name black bear is, is kind of a misnomer because a lot of black, black bears can be jet black or they can be brown. The The key difference between grizzly bears and being in the area, the regional grizzly area. bears are like twice as big. Yeah. They have a giant hump in their back and they will, they will, they will fucking kill you. Whereas brown bears are just sort of like fat and dopey and like, I mean, this one still could have done some damage. Oh yeah. No, Seriously. it was, <laughs> it was swiping at those dogs. Like lots of dogs too. <laughs> a lot of dogs, a lot of different, like, literally it, it was so close to a cartoon that if she had just been holding a rolling pin, it would have been Bonk. Looney Tunes, yeah. And then, like, a, a thing rises out of its head. <laughs> chirp, 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 chirp. Yeah. Uh, but look, good for her, yeah. That was a 17-year-old girl in eastern L.A. County charging straight at a mama bear with two cubs and pushing it off the top of her wall to protect her dogs. I don't want to hear another word about Zoomers being lazy or weak ever again. Yeah. Anyways, in true Zoomer fashion, the caption for the TikTok video that first made the clip go viral was, My cousin Haley yeeted a bear off her fence today and saved her dogs. How was your Memorial Day? And yeah, she certainly yeeted that bear. Perhaps more so than anything has ever been yeeted before. Yeah. 
And uh, to further drive home how much of an absolute zoomer Haley is, here she is on TikTok explaining the whole incident from her perspective. I'm the person who fought up a bear to protect my kids. Okay, uh, to preface this, I live in the mountains, so this is like actually like really normal and it's summer so that they always come now. So, so this is like our garden backyard area and we were there and they start barking our dogs and I thought they were just barking at a dog because they always bark at dogs or like squirrels or whatever because they're dumb. But I go to tell them to stop, you know. And when I go over there to see what they're barking at, I'm like, that's a funny looking dog. And by the time I get there, the bear is literally like picking up one of my dogs, this dog. Her name is Valentina, she is the baby. And as her slave, I have to protect her. So I go over to the bear, I look it in the eyes. And the first thing I think to do is push it. Push a bear, push an apex predator, man. And to be honest, I don't think I like push her that hard. I just pushed her enough to make her like lose her balance. So she drops my dog and I run out of there. I grab my other dog, I sprained my finger and screwed my knee, but we're all okay, we're over here. Eee. Yeah, that's certainly a zoomer, and we salute you. Sure. Anyway, for what it's worth, uh, Haley told the local news, quote, Do not push bears. Don't do what I did. You might not have the same outcome. You're not as tough as me. <laughs> I'm built different. <laughs> <laughs> built different. She is. Wow. Uh, anyway, speaking of things you shouldn't do, you shouldn't try to break into a government building to intimidate lawmakers. Yeah. The January 6th U.S. Capitol riot is, of course, an ongoing story with new arrests still happening on a regular basis. But actually, a month earlier, a similar thing happened at the Oregon State Capitol building. Uh, it didn't escalate nearly as much as January 6th, but it was still a pretty big mob of right-wing patriots, some of whom were armed, uh, trying to break into a Capitol building to protest against COVID-19 restrictions. And it resulted in some property damage and several arrests. Yeah, so a few weeks after that, uh, some security footage from inside the Capitol was revealed, which showed Republican State Representative Mike Neerman clearly opening an exit door to let in the protesters. Yeah. Um, and while it sure looked intentional, and while Neerman's politics line up perfectly with the people that he happened to have let in, there was still the smallest possibility that this was just an accident and he didn't intend to let a large mob of people into a building that they weren't supposed to be in, or at least he had plausible deniability. Yeah. That is, until this week, when another video came to light. A live stream that's just been sitting on YouTube for months from a few days before the protest, showing Mr. Mike Neerman talking to a room full of people and telling them exactly how the whole thing was going to go down. Great. Uh, rather, uh, Representative Mike Neerman told the group of people exactly how the whole thing would not go down. And what thing are you even talking about, huh? Confused? Well, it would seem that Mike Neerman, legal genius, thought that by speaking purely in very specific hypotheticals, there would be no way that he would get in trouble for any of this. Uh, let's watch some of the clip. Yeah, we're talking about setting up Operation Hall Pass, which I don't know anything about. And if you accuse me of knowing something about it, I'll deny it. But there would be some person's cell phone, which might be... But that is just random numbers that I spewed up. That's not anybody's actual cell phone. And if you say, I'm at the west entrance during a session and text to that number there, that somebody might exit that door while you're standing there. But I don't know anything about that. I don't have anything to do with that. And if I did, I wouldn't say that I did. So, but anyway, that's, uh, um, the number that I didn't say was So don't text that number, but a number like that, whatever. And uh, what, make that sure to say just, what entrance you're at, too. What was that again, 971, just those random yeah. numbers? Again? Yeah, I didn't really say a number, but if I were to say a number, it might have been something like... 
It's just so fucking funny. Yeah, it's, like, it's a, the old wink and nod defense. Yeah. Be a real shame if uh, you guys went over to this door at this specific time and called, yeah. I don't know, I'm just going to list a seven random numbers that might be someone's phone number. Let me let, um, let me say those numbers again, just in case. I don't know, that number, you might call that number and that person uh, might be me or anyone and that person might know then to go to this specific door or any door, but probably this door and let everyone in. That'd be crazy if that happened though, and it won't happen, but if it did, really makes you think. Wouldn't be my fault. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, every prosecutor's worst nightmare, I'm sure this is... Your Honor, my client, uh, when he made these statements, it was clearly opposite day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, it, it might not be the foolproof plan that Mike Niederman thought it would be. He is facing criminal misconduct charges and also might be forced out of his job as a legislator. Uh, and uh, if he only, you know, hadn't appeared on video both describing the crime <laughs> that he was about to do and then also doing it, he might have gotten away with it. Yeah. So, simple mistake. I just love that this... Oops. It, like, like if, you're, if you're planning, like, a crime, the first thing you do would be like, hey, that camera that's live streaming this, maybe shut that off. In the building that I'm working in, or, yeah, or, uh, yeah and you're in a group of people that are live streaming it. Yeah, or like, yeah, if, if I'm going to, like, open a door to let people in, maybe don't be crowding visibly in front of the door when I open it. Again, we're all... Putting our own thoughts, emotions, and and ideas personally into other people's brains. This guy thought he was above the law. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing that's, with a lot of these guys. Uh, yeah, most of the people that are doing stuff like this in government think they're above the law. Yeah, Matt Gates thinks he's above the law. It's still, and he this, might be. Yeah, so he just might be. Prove us wrong, everyone yeah. on the prosecutor uh, prosecutor side. Anyway, speaking of politics, uh, here's a little political twist on a story trope. That we see again and again on the show. Serial poopers. Ah. Now, for a tiny subset of the population, shitting in places that they shouldn't be shitting is an empowering and exhilarating experience on par with hard drugs. It's the high, uh, nothing can beat it. Mm. And uh, this latest guy's poops, they have the added element of being politically motivated. Uh, from the smoking gun, a 70-year-old Ohio man who told cops he was a Trump man confessed to repeatedly urinating and defecating in front of a neighbor's home because the residents are Democrats and support Joe Biden, according to a police report. Jerry Detrick, the accused septuagenarian serial pooper, was cited Sunday for littering after the homeowner caught him in the act around 3.15 a.m. in Greenville, a western Ohio city. Investigators say that Matthew Goyette called 911 after spotting a man squatting down and relieving himself near a privet hedge outside the home Goyette, 59, shares with his husband. Upon being confronted by Guyette, the suspect got up and walked away from the property. It continues, based on a description provided by Guyette, police subsequently identified Dietrich, a retired high school teacher, as a suspect in the pre-dawn pooping. Dietrich, seen at the right, lives a couple blocks from Guyette's residence. During police questioning, Dietrich reportedly admitted to urinating in Guyette's yard on May 30th and also copped to previously defecating on the victim's property multiple times. Dietrich, cops say, admitted targeting the home because Guyette and his spouse are Democrats and support Joe Biden while he is a Trump man. I'm a Trump man. What do you expect me to do? This is how we communicate by defecating on each other's yard. Tut he, he said his taxes would pay for it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Uh, a patrolman noted Dietrich's statement, quote, leads me to believe the incident is politically motivated. That's some great, great detective work. So. Yeah. Cited for littering, Dietrich is scheduled to be arraigned June 8th on the misdemeanor count. In a Facebook post following Dietrich's bust, Guyette wrote of an eventful early morning and the apprehension of the man who's been shitting in our front yard for the past 10 years. 10 years. The pooper, Guyette noted, would leave behind three or four crumpled up restaurant napkins he used to clean himself. That was my clue that I had a visitor. <laughs> 
And this guy's a former teacher. The, the first pooper we covered was a teacher. Well, they're, on a, they're built different. They're on a different schedule. They, that's why it's happening so early in the morning. They got to get up before everyone else. Yeah. And, you know, you get used to the privacy of those early morning hours. Where yeah. No one's You're free around. to do anything. The world is yours. The drunks are either in the drunk tank or they've made it home. Yeah. The cops aren't really out looking for people. 3 a.m. Yeah. It's basically the purge at those hours. You can poop wherever you want. And he got, look, he did it for 10 years. 10 years. 10 years. And he's a Trump man. And oh. that's just what we do. I'm a Trump man. What can I say? Don't ask me to do a damn thing. Yep. Except poop. <laughs> it's got to be one of those, those uh, very specific Facebook t-shirts. I'm a Trump man. I shit wherever the hell I want. I'm five foot six. I'm born in October. <laughs> born in October. Getting kicked out of an Applebee's. And I'll <laughs> shit wherever the hell I want. Give me my Kohl's gift card. And get out of my face. I love those shirts. Those shirts are so good. Yeah. Anyways, before we get into the second half of the show featuring the weirdest headlines of the past week or so, it is time for a word from this week's sponsor, starting with ExpressVPN. Nowadays, if you're not running a VPN while you browse the internet, what the hell are you doing? And uh, not just any VPN, by the way. We use ExpressVPN, and here's why. ExpressVPN doesn't log your activity online. Lots of cheap or free VPNs make money by selling your data to advertisers, but ExpressVPN does not do that. They even developed a technology called Trusted Server that makes their VPN servers incapable of storing any data at all. ExpressVPN is also super fast. They use Lightway, a new VPN protocol that they engineered to make user speeds faster than ever. If you've tried other VPNs, you probably had to deal with slow connections. But ExpressVPN is always blazing fast and lets you stream videos in HD quality with zero buffering. It's also easy to use. No technical skills needed at all. You just fire up the app and tap one button to connect. Even the most tech illiterate person, your grandma, would have no trouble using ExpressVPN. Yeah. Uh, it's not just us saying this, though. CNET, The Verge, and many other tech journals rate ExpressVPN the number one VPN in the world. So protect yourself with the VPN that we use and trust and use our link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyweird today to get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That is expressvpn.com slash weeklyweird. Visit expressvpn.com slash weeklyweird to learn more. And this episode is sponsored by Upstart. Are you carrying a credit card balance month after month? You are not the only one. High interest rates make it very hard to pay off your debt, but Upstart can help. Join the thousands of happy borrowers who made that final payment. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses. Over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple, fixed monthly payment. Unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, like your income and employment history. This means they can offer smarter rates with trusted partners. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. So find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com weird. That is upstart.com weird. And don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Uh, loan amounts, they will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Now into the weirdest, wildest headlines of this week. Let's start with this one. Texas mother charged after she snuck into school pretending to be daughter. This is the second story in like a month. Did she tell the kids to follow her on Instagram? No. So, the, yeah, the first one was a person with no relation to the school at all who just went into a high school pretending to be a student so she could try to get Instagram followers. Yeah. This lady took her daughter's place at school. The old Freaky Friday. And like, I, I don't even know. It, it might have even been a middle school or a high school. I don't know. But she basically, it was very easy with the, the mask 
and like a hoodie. Yeah. But she made a YouTube video of it. And immediately, like, someone saw it and reported it to police. People do be filming themselves. And so she got arrested for it. And then, like, and then she made a YouTube video after she got bailed out. She's like, actually, my video was to show how bad the security is at the school. That, like, I could, I was able to sneak in and they, they didn't do it. Like, what if I had, what, was, what if I was a bad guy? Hmm? Typical millennial bullshit. Yeah. Making a YouTube video instead of a TikTok about their crimes. Well, we noticed that her, uh, her hair was... She had bangs and uh, skinny jeans on. It was and very suspicious. She posted her video to YouTube instead of TikTok. That was yes. the, the main Dead giveaway. giveaway. Yeah. yeah. What is she doing? God, leave more clues, why don't you? Yeah. But, like, this is like, like if, if a man managed to somehow do this, like, that, people would be freaking out. Yeah. It's, this is a very creepy thing to do. Yeah. You shouldn't sneak into schools where children are, even if it's for a YouTube social experiment. Yeah, also, it's an, it. I mean, regardless of uh, what she says she was doing it for, it is a... You literally broke the law. You trespassed. Well, also, it, it is a, a slight against the school's security protocols. Because I mean... That means uh, anyone could get on that school's property and do anything. Uh, so, that's bad. It's not good. Yeah. She's like, I was like, you know how, like, when hackers... They, like, find a, a, a breach into the, yeah, computer, the software... Yeah, some white hat yeah. uh, pen testing. <laughs> do a white hat, white hat uh, security testing. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, next headline, Arizona wants to use Zyklon B to execute inmates on death row. Elliot, what is Zyklon B and why does that sound so familiar? Zyklon B uh, has quite a history. Uh, it was first developed in Germany in you know late 30s, early 40s. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's literally the fucking chemical they used in the Nazi death camps to gas Jews and Roma people and other political dissidents. Uh, it, it's a Nazi chemical. Yeah. They're, they want to use the fucking Holocaust chemical to get the executions back on schedule in Arizona. They, yeah. they, they love executions so much that they are willing to just really just show their ass and be like, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're based, we're, you know how the Nazis gas people, we want to do, we want to do what they did so much so that we're going to use the same chemical. People love a reboot. Yeah. They love it. So you we're know, giving them what they want. They made all this Zyklon B, and it's just been sitting around for 80 years. Yeah. Someone's got to use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is horrific, and Arizona sucks. Yeah. Too yeah, hot. A bunch of states are, like, really, really pushing to b- get, like, executions back on track. Yeah, and, like, different ways. Like, was it? I, th- I don't want to. I think it was, like, they, Georgia wants to do firing squads. I think again. it's South Carolina. Something Which, like, like honestly, I mean, I'm opposed to the death penalty on principle, but I would, I would actually prefer to be shot. Than any yeah, of this te- other shit. Chemicals shot into yeah, my arm or be like, gassed. Yeah, gas and injection like goes wrong so often. It's like yeah. it's a horrific experience. It'll take like hours for these people to die, and they're suffering the entire time. Just fucking shoot me, shoot me in the heart, and boom, done. Yes, bury me in a ditch. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's uh, no, they're, instead they're gonna get real weird with it. Yeah, let's get fucking weird with it. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, where's the fun in it if they're not like suffering and it's it doesn't feel sinister? Yes. Like they could they could honestly. Uh, someone, I think on Reddit, brought this up. They're just like, why don't they just uh, give them, uh, I think it was like nitrogen? Like if you... Nitrous? You, no, nitrogen gas. Like if you... if you Don't, we're going to... Don't, don't, don't say it. Because I, I know how you're going to explain, but we'll get fucking tagged on YouTube. Well, basically, there's ways to execute people with gas that are completely painless. Yeah. But they would never do that because they kind of like the fact that these uh, death row inmates are experiencing pain in their like last Like the electric moments. chair. Yeah. Yeah. But there's there's always been ways to, if you're going to execute someone, to do it in a way that's 
instant and painless. Yeah. They'll never do that, though. They're going to fucking import Nazi chemicals. <laughs> fucking Zyklon B, are you kidding me? That w- they either thought no one would notice or that was the whole point. I don't know, mm-hmm. man. Baby named Karen takes nosedive in 2020, lowest ranking since 1920. Yeah, I mean, what a crazy hundred years it's been yeah, for the name Karen. You've come a long way, baby. Yeah. How about a Virginia Slim? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's, I didn't realize this. Karen was like the fourth most popular name in the 60s or 70s. Oh, yeah, that like makes sense. I thought you were going to say recently. No, not recently. But even, I mean, it, even recently, it was like, it was still in the top thousand, but it, it dropped. Yeah, I had a bunch of friends. I, I had friends with moms named Karen growing up. It was, so yeah, that would have been timed about. I don't, right? I don't think I know anyone like my age who's named Karen, but yeah, definitely the like born in the mid 20th century. A lot of, a lot of Karens in that generation, which is why it's a great name for the concept of Yeah, it's like calling someone a boomer because like, it yeah. was a widely used name. Like when, when Gen Xers are the age of boomers, they'll probably be Jennifers because yeah. Jennifer was like an insanely popular name in the 80s. Like yeah. every fucking, every class of Gen Xers had like 27 Jennifers. As they Jennifer, say. Jessica, yeah. Stacy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So get excited for that. Yeah. Woman found in storm drain in South Florida, now rescued from storm drain in Texas. <laughs> this is the, the naked lady from a few weeks back. This they, is insane. This is just like more... Keeps, uh, ending up in the drink. Yeah. And more just like 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 funny writing from whoever's doing this reality yeah. show we're all living in. This is just like uh, uh, Frank Reynolds on Always Sunny talking about... Or, yeah. No, Charlie talking about how much he loves uh, the sewer. Yeah. You, you, got, you got a lot of privacy down here. Well, like, so how did she make it from South Florida to Texas? Did she live well, in any of those places? this lady obviously has... She took the tunnel. She's got some problems. Yeah. So... The reason she ended up in the Florida storm drain was because of a uh, little bit of a psychotic break related to drug use. So after that, her family sent her to Texas to go to a rehab facility. She managed to sneak out, uh, ended up back in a storm drain again. And uh, uh, she wasn't down Where there for as long. Where she feels comfortable. Yeah. yeah. You know? Privacy. Smells, dark. <laughs> smells great. Yeah. You get used to it. Yeah. Canadian politician caught on camera urinating during virtual parliament session just weeks after nudity incident. Okay. Okay. Fool me once. Sir, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, you don't get fooled again. Methinks you might have a voyeur fetish. Yeah, no, like, it's... Because this is not a common thing. No. But this one guy, in just a matter of weeks, has uh, I apparently shown his dick twice. That's the thing. So, like, in the past year, Zoom, like, you're... Look, a lot of people, even our age, but specifically older... They're not very tech savvy. Yeah. There's going to be accidents. Yeah, a little, a little Jeffrey Tubin incident here the, or there. Yeah, cranking the tubin, riding uh, the tube. But like, so the thing is, is like one accident should be mortifying. Yeah, she's horrific. More, you, yeah, you, you'd be constantly paranoid about whether Yeah, you'll have tape going. on it or whatever. Yeah, not this guy. Twice within weeks, methinks something else afoot. He's, he's getting off on this. Yeah. Sacre blue. A Texas woman hopped into a monkey exhibit to feed them some flaming hot Cheetos. They they look like they loved it, although like it's junk food. Of course they'd love it. Yeah, but I mean, flaming hot Cheetos are not they're not super spicy. But if you're a monkey who's presumably never eaten spicy food mm. ever, probably gonna fuck up their 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 stomach quite a bit. They're probably know. shitting. Yeah, maybe shit just the hot hot butthole. All I can't hold this oh. shit in my hand and oh. throw it. It's, yeah, it's it just liquid. Burns. Yeah. Um, America's back. People are going to the zoo. They're jumping in the, the animal enclosures. Uh, they're doing dumb shit with animals. If you've watched our show, we've been predicting this for a while. People and can't behave anymore. 
This is going to continue for the rest of the year. We are going to see incident, like the dumbest shit you have ever seen throughout the course of decades mm -hmm. in public. You're going to see all that and more in this season of America. America. Yeah. It is, it's crazy. It's crazy. And every, it, every NBA game, every MLB game, yes. fight, every fight, event fight. where there are people in large groups, it's going to be chaos. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, people are making up for lost time in a very reckless and uh, exciting way. Yeah. Bobcat causes Pennsylvania high school evacuation. Revealed to be missing house cat. Hey. Revealed to be missing Bobcat Gold Bobcat Goldquake. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Shakes the Clown. Yes, these kids, they all got a day off of school uh, because a uh, house cat was caught on camera uh, in their lunchroom or whatever. And it just had, that had to be a Bobcat. Well, in their defense, like, I saw a picture of it and this cat was missing its tail or it had, it had a bobbed tail. Okay. And its ears resembled, like, once they found it, it was the size of a normal cat. But when you're looking like on security footage, like yeah. it's hard to tell the scale. It looked like a fucking bobcat. Well, good. So, it sounds like it was a, a positive thing. Sounds for like it was handled. Kids got a day right. off. It is. It yeah. is just funny. Like they had to call in like animal control and like all these people, and they finally get there. It's just a little kitty cat. Yeah. Meow. And uh, the cat had been missing for months from its owner. Its owner was very happy. It's like it sounds like a positive story. Yeah, everything worked out. Unlike great for the, everyone. the previous story where the cougar snuck into the high school and got in trouble. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, are 30-year-olds cougars? Yeah. I mean, maybe. Just to, to, to high schoolers? Ugh, fuck. Yeah. We're old, Elliot. Yeah. Yeah. What's the male version of a cougar? Silver fox? I guess so. You'll let uh, us know. Zaddy? By the <laughs> way, everyone keeps, like, for, for a while, people call us daddy online or whatever. Yeah. Uh, what are you getting dad? for Father's what Day? Are you, we, were, we were talking about this the other day. <laughs> what are you guys getting us for Father's Day? Yeah. We're internet dads. Look. You got if two you've weeks. called us dad at any point in the last year. Daddy, dad, you owe father. Us, you owe us some gifts. Yeah. Very soon. TikTok. Come on. Where are they at? <laughs> uh, next headline. This is insane. Boris Johnson wanted coronavirus injected in his arm on TV to reassure UK, according to X-Aid. So I, I haven't been following this UK shit yeah. so closely, but basically this guy, Dominic Cummings, who used to be like one of Johnson's like close allies, they uh, they had some sort of falling out because yeah. this Cummings guy is just like spilling the tea, blowing the whistle on just how badly spilling the tea. He's spilling the queen's tea <laughs> all, all over how badly Johnson bungled uh, COVID. But yeah, according to him, Boris Johnson was so like dismissive of the virus. He's like, "How about this? I go on TV. Well, a doctor comes out with a big needle just full of COVID nineteen, and he injects it right into my arm, and I say, see, 'See, I'm fine.' Yeah, what's the big deal?" And it's hilarious because, like, literally two weeks later, he actually got COVID and he almost died. Yeah. Like, he, he had to get put on a ventilator. Well, it was, uh, he, he probably would have died if he wasn't the prime minister. Yeah. Well, and we were talking about back then, it's like he, because he, just for that, he was going around shaking hands. Yeah, he's like, no, I never wash my hands. I shake hands with everyone. So, yeah, I think even with this, he was trying to have his, like, Diana moment. I don't know. But it, for, but completely, yeah, <laughs> for wrong, for, first of all, the wrong reasons. And second of all, she was like proving that. She was proving that AIDS wasn't was contagious. <laughs> yeah. and, and here he is trying to deal with the, with an actual contagious disease. Yeah. A disease that every doctor's like, yeah, you should probably stop shaking hands. Yeah. No, also, I don't think I will. I guarantee, first of all, if an, if an actual fucking needle came out with COVID in it, you'd be like, oh, I thought it would look a lot more like. You know, for the cameras, like green yeah. with red spots. Or, <laughs> is there anything we can do? Can we uh, put a little skull and crossbow on this on the yeah, like Food coloring. Or, is there anything we can do? I really need to sell this. Oh, I wish they had done it. This is so much funnier than, like, uh, 
Trump talking about like injecting bleach or whatever. Yeah. If if Boris Johnson had injected himself with COVID on TV and then died like, <laughs> the next week, would have been so funny. <laughs> Tell them I was a martyr. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Danish radio journalist interviewed man while having sex with him at Swingers Club. Gonzo journalism's back. Yeah, and the world is back. Yeah. The Danes are fucking. This lady, she, yeah, she was doing a story on uh, the sex clubs reopening after COVID and, uh, you know, didn't plan for it, but... uh, Now that's investigative journalism. Ended up up, uh, interviewing a man and having sex with him at the same time. And because this didn't happen in America, in general, everyone over there is just like, oh, good for her. Yeah. Well, well done. That's that's getting the story. Yeah. This doesn't happen in America. This you'd never hear the end of it. One day, one day I feel like we like we get weed getting legalized and mushrooms and everything. Prostitution I don't think is very far behind. I mean, prostitution in the United States is only illegal for poor people. Well, really. just like drugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. We all know how the country works. Yeah. We don't need to get into it now, but yeah. yes. Anyways, moving on. Sheriff claims mayor may be behind sex toy drone attack against him. This is Albuquerque. They got a mayoral election coming up. Yeah. Uh, the current mayor is running against uh, the the current sheriff who wants to take his job. Okay. And the sheriff, he keeps getting his rallies interrupted by a uh, drone that has just a big rainbow dildo hanging below it. <laughs> like uh, the videos of it are so it, it like flies like right in front of him while he's at the podium, and it's a drone. Like you can't you can't do anything about it. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Uh, and uh, but yeah, the sheriff's now claiming he's he, he's calling conspiracy on. It. He's saying the mayor did it. It it sounds like it was just some like zoomer who wanted to do an epic prank and succeeded, in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the how deep does this go? I can't wait to see all this unravel. Yeah. yeah. Mom charged after shooting her five year old son while trying to target loose dog. Houston PD says. Oh my god. Jeez. It's even stupider in the in the, like the video of it. Like this guy opens his front door and his his dog, which is like literally a fucking puppy. Runs out, he like accidentally lets the dog out, and like within seconds, some lady and her kid who are riding their bikes through the neighborhood see the dog, and the lady manages to instantly like pull out her concealed carry weapon and <laughs> just starts firing. Doesn't hit the dog, but ends up hitting her own kid. Like, it's like it, thank goodness she was there. They haven't said so, but I have my suspicions that this woman might have been an off-duty cop because uh, no one, no one's that quick on the draw when it comes to dogs. Then police. Was the dog trying to attack her? No. She was like, oh, I know, a dog, I know what to do, kill it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what what makes me think this woman is either a current or former police officer because no one shoots dogs as quick as cops. Crazy. Ugh. I feel safer. I do too. Yeah. And final headline John Hinckley Jr., the man who shot Reagan, has a YouTube channel where he sings his own songs. Oh, that sounds fun. He also sings covers. He did a. uh, I can't help falling in love with you by Elvis. Huh? Um, he did. Uh, he did some Bob Dylan. He's got some originals. You know, he's not bad. He's not bad. He's just waiting for the world to fully open up so he can go back out on tour. Yeah, and one of these days, uh, yeah. jo- Jody Foster is going to notice how great he is at making songs, and she's going to fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you think he'll tour with the Dead Kennedys? Um, he is like, he's a- John Hinckley case is actually a really interesting case in the, the ju- how the justice system handles mental health because like he he's one of the biggest profile cases where he actually successfully pleaded insanity because he is like actually fucking insane so he he actually got out of prison like a few years ago or they kept doing like longer and longer release periods where it's like you go live at your parents house but you can't leave like yeah the neighborhood and so he's still like he still has 
extreme conditions on his parole. Like, he basically can't leave the house. All he can do is make YouTube videos. Yeah, so he's, I mean, he's doing what he can. He's, yeah. he's, uh, he's going on YouTube. He's strumming that guitar. Look. And he's not half bad at it. Idle hands are the devil's dingling. Yeah. He's keeping them busy. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather him be plucking, plucking that six string than, than plucking that trigger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Good. Yeah. All right. That's it for this week's episode of Weekly Weird News. Please check out our other episodes over here. If you love uh, more just ironic reality-bending dumb news, check out the most recent episode of News Dump. And then uh, it's pretty much the same thing on Tech News Day because it's about drones killing people. Yeah. No uh, dildos, guns, or bombs. <laughs> yeah. The ultimate conclusion. Yeah. Uh, anyways, check both of those out, and we'll see you soon for more videos. Bye-bye. Bye.